We want to thank you for joining us this morning. If you will have been with us before in previous weeks, you know that we were looking at what it meant to be a beautiful follower of Christ. We looked at that on Mother's Day. And we're going to continue to look at some examples that godly women had set for us and how to be a godly woman, but a godly follower. Because even though this may be rules, tips, things that we can learn from a woman, honestly, it's all things that can be applied no matter who we are. And so, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 16, 11 through 15. We're going to be talking about a lady named Lydia. How many of you know somebody named Lydia? Acts chapter 16. Verses 11 through 15. And before we read it, let's get some background information about what we're going to encounter. It's about a woman, a godly woman named Lydia. She was probably quite small in stature. And honestly, we don't know much about her. We know that she was probably born into poverty. She wasn't born to a known family. She married someone who wasn't from a known family either. And she lived a poor and simple life. But there's one thing about Lydia that sets her apart. She worshipped God, prayed openly, and talked about Jesus and influenced three generations of her family. Though she be small, she be mighty, right? So then let's take some time, look at Acts chapter 16. Starting with verse 11. Putting out from harbor at Troas, we made a straight run for Samothrace. The next day, we tied up at a new city and walked from there to Philippi, the main city in that part of Macedonia, and, even more importantly, a Roman colony. We lingered there several days. On the Sabbath, we left the city and went down along the river, where we had heard about where we had heard there was to be a prayer meeting. So we took our place with the women who had gathered there and talked with them. So they get to the city, and they're going to church. to a prayer meeting, right? One woman, Lydia, was from Thyatira, and a dealer in expensive textile, known to be a God-fearing woman. As she listened with intensity to what was being said, 
the master gave her a trusting heart, and she believed. After she was baptized, along with everyone in her household, she said in a surge of hospitality, If you're confident that I am in this with you and believe in the master truly, come with me and be my guest. We hesitated, but she wouldn't take no for answer. We're going to pause there in our reading of the scripture. Was it a whole lot of information about Lydia? No, right? Anyone remember what it said she did? She sold expensive textiles, which in that biblical times more than likely was purple. Right? She was a merchant. She sold stuff. She was a salesperson. And she was there at this prayer meeting, and it says the Lord gave her what? A trusting heart. And she believed, right? So starting with verse 14, there's a couple of things that we can learn from Lydia. A godly woman is a woman whose heart knows and trusts and is open to the Lord. Right? She was hearing something that was completely different for her. New, even. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was being spoken to her by Paul. A godly woman has a heart that is open to the word of the Lord. But that is so true for any of us. In order to live a godly life, in order to be a godly person, our hearts need to be open to receiving the Lord, receiving his guidance, receiving his direction, his correction, and his will in our lives. To be a godly person, we're saved. We not only know what Jesus did on the cross for our sins, but we accept it, we believe it, we claim that power in the blood. Now, in today's society, we used to talk before about godly people. Now we talk about good people, right? I live a good life. I'm a good person. But that's not enough for us as Christians. We must go beyond being good to being godly. Because a good person isn't necessarily a godly person. But a godly person should always be a good person, right? A godly person has a heart for the Lord, desires to walk with him, to please him, to serve him. After her heart is opened and she believes, what does she do? She goes 
witnesses to her whole household, and they all get baptized, right? They all are led to Christ. Now, we don't necessarily see this in the scripture, but if you have ever tried to lead someone to Christ, you know that this is an important part of it. A godly person is a person of prayer. I mean, she's at a prayer meeting, you know? So they must be doing what? Praying? So it doesn't specifically say that Lydia prayed for her family, but she's at a prayer meeting. What do you think she's doing at this prayer meeting? What do you do at prayer meetings? Pray. So a godly person is someone who prays. They pray for their family and their friends. They pray for them, and they pray with them. And here's the thing that happens, though, when they pray. This is an important thing. And so many times we pray, and we can fall into this trap. When we are praying, we need to know, we need to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is listening, that he hears our prayers. We need to believe that God will answer those prayers. When we are praying for family and friends, we are standing in the gap for them. We call it intercessory prayer, right? They may be struggling, waging a battle against something, and at that point we are becoming their warrior in prayer. Are you standing in the gap? And then we pray with family. We trust the Lord. And through the trust we have, those around us learn to trust in him as well. Through the trust and faith we have, we can teach others the power that comes in prayer. And we, with praying with family and friends, can instruct them, teach them, and help them to know how to enter into the presence of the Lord. Not just lifting them up and standing in the gap for them, but teaching them to stand in the gap for others. Even us. There's a song that says, somebody's praying for me, right? I can feel it. Somebody's lifting me up to the throne of heaven. Have you ever felt that way? Knowing that somebody was praying for you? Or have you ever had the reverse where someone's come up to you and said, I can tell you've been praying for me, right? Let me tell you, I speak from experience. There is nothing worse than asking and lifting up a prayer concern to people only to find out they haven't been praying. The struggles that you were facing at that time kind of makes sense because you were praying, but those that you had asked to intercede on your behalf did not. We have got to teach each other the importance of prayer and the accountability that comes from praying for others. How many times has someone ever said something to us and we go, oh, I'll pray about that, do you? Or how many of us treat, I'll pray for you, like the way we treat sometimes promises and it doesn't happen. Bible cautions us about being a people whose word 
doesn't mean anything. And let us never use that when it comes to when we say we'll pray for someone. A godly person is someone who prays, who prays for others, who prays with others, and even understands the relevance, the importance of praying. And intercedes on others' behalves. A person of God is a person of worship. Worshiping at all times, though. It's easy to worship when things are good, though, right? To praise God for his blessings and to give him glory for all that we have and all that he has done for us, right? When we can recognize the blessings in our lives, it can be easier to praise God and to thank him for those things, right? How many of you guys have ever found it really easy to thank him during those times? But to be a godly person, we worship him at all times, like Job. He was encouraged because life got so bad that he was told to curse God and die because they didn't think it would ever get any better. You're so bad off, boy, you might as well just curse God and die. How many of us have ever felt that way, though? Anybody? Where things have just seemed so rock bottom, you don't know if you could even get any lower. We talk about those blessings, those good times as being mountaintop experiences, and we talk about those low times, those numeral times as being valley experiences, but sometimes we feel like we're not just in the valley, we're in a pit. Right? We done discovered some sinkhole that nobody knew about, and now we're down 60 feet. You ever felt like that? Are you feeling like that right now? We still, at those times, need to worship God. Job understood that. He had lost everything. The cattle and things he used to make his money, his children, his health. He wasn't just in the valley. He had discovered one of those rare sinkholes. And it's... But he didn't see himself there. Because it's during those times that we can feel like we're surrounded by darkness. And if we lose sight of the fact that God is love and God is light, that darkness can come overwhelming. And I don't know about you, but I don't like the dark. Always needs a little light to fall asleep, right? Right? And we can get into those dark times and fail to realize and recognize that if God is in our heart, if Jesus lives within us, we carry light with us. We are never truly in the dark when we allow him to be our light. And so we can worship him 
finding strength to go on, and leaning on the Lord's understanding when our own is not enough. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean on his understanding and he will make my way straight, right? A godly person is someone who brings their family to Jesus, like Lydia did, right? She goes home after believing and being saved, and her whole family comes to Jesus. They model Jesus in their life, and they tell their family. They could see the difference in her, probably. There's a reason and they don't really call it that anymore, that we originally have our calendar divided into B.C. and A.D. Año dominio, after Christ. Before Christ. Because the whole world was changed. And we should be able to divide our own lives the same way who we were before he came into our lives, and who we are after. There should be a B.C. and an A.D. in our lives. And if you can't tell the difference in your life between the B.C. time and the A.D. time, then you may be being a good person, but not a godly person. And not just you, but other people should be able to notice the difference. They should be able to tell the difference too. And we teach them that difference. The need for Jesus. Talking about the Lord. Sharing him with others. And modeling a life that brings glory to God so that others can see it and follow. And finally, to be a godly person where someone who not just has an open heart, but an open home. How many of you guys have a junk drawer or a junk closet? Anybody? Anybody? You put all kinds of things in there. How many of you actually even know what is in there and can name every single item in there right now? How many of you would actually be ashamed to show some of us? (laughs) Sadly enough, we get like that with our own life, don't we? We have things that have happened, things we've done, things that have been done to us, memories, emotions, feelings that we jam in a junk drawer or a junk closet and shut it and try to hide it. We hang a curtain over it. We put stuff in front of it so nobody ever notices it and ask us what's in there. Because we don't want people to see, right? Nobody needs to know what's in there, behind there. Because we don't want them to. But a godly person is a person whose home, whose heart, is open for the Lord 
If they want to look, yeah, look. You want a grand tour? I'll show you everything, even the closets. Right? But that being said, that means that God should be found everywhere in our home. Our home is centered around the Lord. A family knows that we belong to God. And anyone who visits us knows that we are a person, a child of God. Anybody that we ever come in contact with identifies us. More than beyond a Christian, because in today's society that can have negative meaning, but they know that we are a godly person, a person of Christ, a child of God. And so today, I want to ask you, are you a good person? Or are you a godly person? There's no time like now to make the difference. To make that commitment. To become a godly person. Beyond just being good. Beyond just doing what is right. beyond being nice and kind and in being godly. Loving others with the love of Christ. Teaching others that love of Christ. And when we are a godly person, we truly become a beautiful person. We are beautiful in Christ. And so, as the music plays, we'll just ask that you take this time. Look in your hearts. Ask God to search it out. that you may know the answer to the question. Are you a godly person?
to take our lives, to make us yours, that we indeed may be a godly person, Lord, as well as a good person. Be with us now and help us to achieve this. We ask these things in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 